Hello and welcome to Grazia Life Advice, Grazia's podcast, this week with Sloggy Zero Feel. I'm Rhiannon and each week I'll be interviewing women worth listening to and getting them to pass on the six best piece of advice they've ever been given, and the worst piece too. Our guest this week is singer Ella Eyre. We met up with Ella at John Lewis's White City store in their style studio. Ella is currently in the studio writing new music and was a brilliant guest telling us about everything from her art gallery visits and switching off from social media to balance and workouts at Barry's boot camp. So over to Ella. I'm here at the John Lewis Style Studio with Ella Eyre. How are you, Ella? I'm all right, thank you. So excited to have you on uh, Grazia Life Advice today. Thanks very much. I'm excited. Yeah. This is actually one of the first podcasts I've ever done. Is it? So this, this is a new thing for me. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts? Um, I don't listen to as much as I'd like to, but I think it's just juggling between music and podcasts. Yeah. I do I do like listening to music quite a lot. So yeah. with podcasts, I just if I listen to podcasts, I'll fall asleep and then I have to go back and catch up. Mm-hmm. And then I just really resent the fact that I've fallen asleep. <laughs> But they are really helpful for that. They are helpful. Yeah. Um, you're here today to tell us your best advice. But first up, what are you up to at the moment? Um, at the moment, I am currently just writing at the moment, just enjoying creatively um, looking into my... and challenging myself, really, just working with loads of different people, travelling the world and, and getting a few few experiences to write about, really. Is that the best bit of what you get to do? Travelling? Yeah. Sometimes. It depends how long um, how, how long you actually get to enjoy the country for. Yeah. Usually it's not very long. <laughs> it's like airport, taxi, taxi to venue, venue to taxi to airport and you're out again. So yeah. when you do get to um, enjoy it, um, it is good fun. Like I went to Thailand last year mm-hmm. um, with Sagala and that was fun. Yeah. We got let out for one day. Oh, God, you just go mad. <laughs> yeah, my first th- Thailand experience was very much of a studio and that was pretty much it. Yes. It was all right, it was fine, it was good. Yeah. Okay, okay. At least it was warm. Yeah, it was warm, that's good. Good. Writing songs in a bikini could be worse as well. Oh, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. So we're here for your um, best advice and so we're <laughs> going to start off with your first piece of advice, yeah. which I think is really important as... Um, uh, someone in the music industry, we hear time and time again about surrounding yourself with the right people. Mm. So tell me about that. When has that been important to you? Um, to be honest, I'd say that one of one of the most prominent times has been like when I need a bit of a reality check. Like my friends, um, particularly my best friend, one of my best friends, she's so mean to me. She's so <laughs> awful. And sometimes she'll say things that are really harsh and really unnecessary. But it will be the something that I need to kickstart being realistic and rational and mm. something that I'm doing. And like, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but like I really do think it's important to surround yourself with friends that aren't aren't scared to be honest with you and to tell it you it straight mm. um, in a way that you can understand and not beat around the bush, really. Um, and, you know, I mean, whether that's a family member, my mum is one of my harshest critics as well. Basically, <laughs> I surround myself with the most negative people ever. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. But they are, no, they are great. They're really good at supporting the right things and, like, making sure that I don't get ahead of myself um, and, uh, you know, too overconfident or cocky, but then vice versa. I don't want to, um, to get to a stage where you start you know, really self-deprecating mm. is that word, you know, when you when you sort of attack yourself and overanalyze yourself so much that it's important to surround yourself with the right people that make you love yourself as much as they love you. Mm. I think that's important. Is it easy in the music industry to lose yourself a bit? I mean, you kind of see it on TV all the time and a star is born. I don't know if 
you've seen oh, that. I'm dying I think, to. I haven't oh, yet, no. That's all kind of about the idea that you can lose yourself. I mean, like, yeah. is, is it hard not to lose yourself? Yeah, I think so, especially because I came into the industry at a really young age, and so I was really only finding out about myself and figuring out my true identity as I was growing up in mm. front of people, which is a bit weird really now because I look back and I'm like, oh, so embarrassing. I wish I hadn't done all the things that happened. Um, but at the same time, I was forced to grow up fast. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, your second piece of advice, I mean, as you just said, don't overanalyze. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me about not trying to not try overanalyze. Um, I think for me, it's just a question of like not, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you look in the mirror and you like overanalyze a spot that you've got growing on your face and you spend like the mo most of the morning trying to cover it up and trying all these different mm. lotions and potions and makeups and tricks. And then you go out the house feeling a bit rubbish because this spot has ruined your day. And then like the, the crux of the matter is that no one actually cares. Mm. No one looks at your face as intently as you look at your face. And so it's just a, just a polite reminder, really, that all the things that you worry about people don't worry about. Mm. And um, it's really easy to work yourself up thinking about those things and forgetting about the bigger picture and forgetting about what was actually most important about the day. But mm. you've let that one thing annoy you. So for me, it's just overanalyzing anything that you do um, and not doing that because um, most of the time, no one's thinking about it as much as as, as deeply as you are. Yeah, we had Michelle Hussein on the show on the show recently, mm. and she said the same thing. Whenever she makes mistakes, she thinks that's all everybody cares yes, about. Yes, yeah. But she's like, no one else knows, really. Everyone has their own lives going on, and so like you just need to remember that you know people aren't paying as much attention to your <laughs> life, even if you're on the spotlight. Well, I was going to say in the spotlight, some people are paying attention, and you have social media and people getting at you. Yeah. How hard is it to ignore stuff like that? Um, I think it. I think it just really depends on how much you care. And I think that's something that I've had to learn over over like my sort of career, I guess. Um, that, you know, I I think I just, I can't take too much of an interest in mm. what, um, not an interest, but I can't take everything too seriously and expect that everybody is taking it as seriously as I am. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I you know, I, I shouldn't, you shouldn't care too much about what other people think because most of the time they've forgotten about what they think because they're thinking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> do you have quite positive time on social media? I can't imagine you get. Yeah, much. I do actually. I haven't had any major backlash on social media um, which is surprising really because I can be quite outspoken and I've definitely reeled that in over the years mm -hmm. partly because I think I'm just older now and Instagram and, and whatnot interests me less um, so I spend a lot less time on it just from choice just because there are far more interesting things to be doing yeah that seems to be what everyone's doing at yeah the moment, that seems I know it's really trendy to be like ooh, take a <laughs> detox but actually it's so great it's really really yeah. great there's so many amazing things in this world that we ignore now because we're too busy looking at our phones mm. have you done that thing if you've got an iphone where you can see how much time you spend on each app <sighs> terrifying someone taught me how to do that the other day and it really stressed me out yeah <laughs> don't look at it really stressed me out <laughs> yeah um your third piece of advice is it kind of leads into that yeah uh, you've said find balance with everything yeah yeah um so i just think it's about finding balance in the sense that i love to eat um lots of food i'm a bit of a foodie love to find new restaurants but i also hate working out so um it was finding the balance between being able to eat what i want without getting too in my head about my diet or how mm. i'm looking or how i'm feeling that day or i'm too bloated 
Um, and, and I think that's a really common thing that a lot of young people end up doing actually is, is, is getting into some crazy weird diets. And for me, finding balance was finding a routine that meant that I could live the life that I want to lead happily without getting too hung up about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's balance, you know, balance with everything, balance with getting enough sleep, seeing your friends enough, seeing, you know, therapy if you need to. I think that's important too. And it's definitely something that people should talk about more. So what is it for you? What is it you've found that works? What's your balance? My balance is um, I'm one of those people that doesn't like long distance running. Mm. So I'm all for a quick fix. I'm all for a quick hour every day, intense workout, something that works for you, whether it be spinning, um, I don't know, running. I'd like to do things called Bios Boot Camp every day, which is a bit of a community, which I love because I love working out in a group. I think that that feeling and that energy you get from other people, I'm also quite competitive. So I want to beat everybody (laughs) around me, um, which helps. So it's just about just finding the thing that works for you. And, you know, like, it's so easy to look on Instagram and see fitness bloggers and be like, wow, how have they got so good at doing that? And it's like, it's their job to be that good at it. And I think there's a difference. And are you careful about how much you talk about your diet and fitness on Instagram and in interviews and stuff so that it's not something that is the first thing people are interested in when they think of you or they want to talk talk to you about it? Yeah, I think so. But I think also I'm, I'm definitely a big believer in, in promoting fitness and just health in general, really. Mm. Like I don't I don't necessarily work out so I can post good pictures of my body looking fire, even though I do that anyway. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, I work out because I want to feel good. Like, yeah. you know, I get frustrated. I get, you know, everyone gets pent up about something. And one of my big releases is going to do a really hard workout that mm. for that hour. I'm not thinking about whatever it is that's stressing me out. And so working out isn't just to look good, I don't think. No. Barry's that is hardcore that is I love it though yeah because I hate every second whilst I'm there and then afterwards I feel amazing because I've completed it Mm -hmm. so it's a real reward Mm, yeah. and a nice little shake at the end as well yeah got a, and you got to Instagram that shake otherwise Oof. you basically didn't go I know that's, that's another <laughs> reason why I post so much about going to Barry's because it's almost like a, a nod to myself I made it there that yeah, day exactly <laughs> I made it you deserve that one yeah. you got through one of their workouts <laughs> today's podcast is brought to you by Sloggy and their latest and greatest bra innovation Zero Feel The Zero Feel bra has no wires, no seams, and is made from the softest fabric. It feels like a supportive second skin. It does exactly what it says on the tin, leaving you so truly comfortable, you won't be begging to take it off. And you can focus on the stuff that really matters, life-changing stuff. Thank you, Sloggy. To experience total uninhibited comfort, grab your Sloggy Zero Feel at johnlewisandsloggy.com. A snip at just £30. Um, your fourth piece of advice is disconnect from the world every now and then, which we did touch on. We did, yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, we are in a very digital age mm-hmm. right now where our phones are very prominent. And um, it's so easy to be like, put a, put your phone down and read a book. But like reading a book isn't actually that fun for everybody. No. So there's plenty of other things that you can go and do. And I've one of my favorite things to do at the moment is um it's really trendy um I like to go to like just art galleries like wherever I am just because even if I don't really get it it's forcing me to think about something other than what's right in front of me and what is potentially not very real god that's really interesting Mm. is that something you deliberately you thought like I need to 
Well, yeah, because it's it's one of those things that I used to get forced to do as a kid when you go on school trips. And now I find myself not actually doing any school trips in inverted commas for myself as an adult. Like Mm I I don't do anything except go out at the weekends. And like, but I think it's important to like re-engage your brain with creative things that are going on around you, whether you agree with them or not, it's Mm. important to to know about them, I think. Yeah. What kind of things do you like from from what you've been looking at? Is there anything... Um, I, I mean, I really do like drawing and stuff. Mm. Um, I'm not very good at it. So it's just for me that the art gallery thing is, is great to sort of like get my head around a way of being creative that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be an expert at fine line drawing. No. And it must help with your songwriting as well, I guess. It all feeds into the same kind of creative exactly. database. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just about taking in your surroundings. And, like, I, I have small interests. Like, I've started teaching myself to paint my own nail art and stuff. And really? so all of those things go hand in hand and it's just a way of getting my brain to be working in a, in a way that it's not used to because mm. at school you're forced to do that but as an adult you just end up pigeonholing yourself into whatever industry you end up working in. That's so interesting because it must be so it would be so easy for you to just do your songwriting go to parties yeah you know, like and I did do that yeah. and I got really bored of it and 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 it's quite fun to, to especially living in London there's so many options and so many opportunities available to me to broaden my horizons mm. and so I had to do that and you said traveling and doing that kind of stuff is to do as well your creativity what is your songwriting process are you writing stuff down all the time or do you have to sit in a room and get your head down what are you like I'm always writing stuff down most of it is gibberish but um <laughs> And I've, I've, one of my biggest things that I like to do is get the tube. I know that sounds ridiculous and really like, ooh, you're so down to earth. But I do really love getting the tube because um, when I'm driving, I can't have my hands free. I'm not really thinking. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the road and stuff. But like when I'm when I'm on the tube, looking around, there's people's with different lives to mine going on around me and I'm forced to like, I wonder what they do. And oh, I wonder why she's sad. And like, then I'm just, my mind is working and I start writing down scenarios in my head about yeah. things that I've just made up. And that's more than I would ever think about when I'm driving a car. So someone out there could be the inspiration for one of your songs. They don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's brilliant. And <laughs> um, you've written here for your fifth piece of advice, mm-hmm. express yourself unapologetically. Tell yeah. Tell about that. Um, I feel like this one for me um, is about really being honest with yourself and, you know, talking and, and speaking to people, especially like when you're going through something that you find quite emotionally difficult mm-hmm. um, by express yourself I, um, unapologetically. I meant that you shouldn't be afraid to tell people how you're feeling, especially people that are close to you. Um, and you should make sure that you are doing that and that you are letting off some steam and that you're being honest about a situation because it can harbour itself and just, you know, over over time, just build up and build up and then it really gets you. And I think everyone's been a victim of that at some point in their life, no matter how big or small. And I think, you know, we're not being encouraged enough to talk out and talk to people about our issues and stuff. And so express yourself whether you're happy, sad, angry, going through something, I think it's important to actually just express it to mm-hmm. somebody is there a time you can think of where you've not done that and you look back and you think I wish I'd kind of spoken out more all the time all yeah. the time like I think I look back actually at my childhood and I think I've always grown up to be quite a strong 
um, person. And actually, my mate said to me the other day, they're like, Yo, you're like one of the strongest people I know. And I'm like, really? Is that what you think of me? Because I don't feel that way all the time. And I think for a long time, I've been forced to be the strong person because that's how people have seen me. And then like, for instance, my dad died last year and I didn't seek any help. I didn't speak to anyone about it. I didn't cry about it because I had a show the next day. Mm. And then like for, fast forward a year, I'm looking back like, that's so unhealthy. Yeah. And that's exactly the time when I should have been like, even if I don't feel like I need to talk about it, I should. Mm. And I didn't. Yeah. And how are you do rectifying that now? Are you just kind of... Are you I've still done nothing now? about it by intent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we're supposed to be giving advice here, but I'm not yeah. exactly, you know, preaching my... That's okay. But, um, still good advice. No, but it's something that I've, I've noticed and learned and something that I definitely want to... Um, you know, go and sort out. Yeah. As a woman in the music industry, on that level, do you find it important to express yourself, have a say and and uh, talk about issues that are important to you? Yeah, I do. But I also find it quite daunting because everybody's doing it. And I don't want to be one of those people that talks about it because it's a very social media trendy thing to do. Like, yeah. I want to make sure that the things that I'm talking about, no matter how much or how little, are something that is relatable and something that I'm passionate about. So mm. um, I'm deliberately trying not to sound like a broken record. Yeah, I think it's easy, especially in social media echo chambers, for yeah. everyone to be like, oh, I need to have my say on Trump. I need to have my say on yeah. me too. And, you know, maybe that's not the thing that you should be having your platform on. I just also feel like it's very easy to be doing it for the wrong reasons. Yes, absolutely. And I'm just cautious of not wanting that to be the case. Because I think people can tell mm. as well if you're not genuine. About yeah, I think so. I think especially in, in, a, in a tap for likes Yes. Sort of uh, <laughs> likes, yeah, generation exactly. that we're in. It's just like, mm. I, I want to make sure that the things I'm talking about are things that I really understand. Yeah, brilliant. And your final piece of good advice <laughs> is to step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really obvious one. Like, I really love it, actually, when I'm at Barry's and I'm running on a treadmill <laughs> and um, one of the instructors shouts, like, I want you to choose a number. By number, I mean, like, a speed that you're running at. I want you to choose a number that scares you. Um and like normally the idea of doing something that scares you is really terrifying. But actually I find it quite exhilarating going, going to a level that I don't really understand and haven't been before. But I've never pushed myself to that, to that mm. level to find out. And I think like that can be used in so many different ways in life that, you know, do something that scares you. You know, my mum's really bad at asking for directions from people. She right. just gets scared that they're not going to give her an answer. And it's like, go and do it. Go and ask that guy, the most unfriendly looking guy, for directions. And then you just feel good about it after. Because yeah. it's, it's a rewarding thing to know that whether it goes well or it doesn't, that you did it. Yeah. And that you achieved just that step of making a change. Have you always been like that? Do you feel like you've always been someone who's kind of pushed boundaries? Your mum tell you that you've pushed boundaries a lot or? Yeah, I think I have been. And my mum used to be like mm -hmm. that. But I think I've very much become that role now. But um, I think, yeah, no, my mum is still very ballsy. And, and I learned a lot from her in that regard. So I think um, I, I like to push myself. I just need to be reminded to do it every now and again. Yeah. I mean, it's super easy to forget, isn't it? And just to, yeah. Like, and it's nice. When you're going through a hard time, the last thing you want to do is push yourself to it, into something that you don't want to do. But sometimes, actually, that's exactly what you need to, to turn things 360. 360 or 180? 180. Yeah, that one. Do you, um, if you are looking at the next year, is there anything that you think I'd like to push myself into that? Is it about the music for you or is it about a next level of some, doing something else? 
Um, I just want to challenge myself creatively, whether that mean musically or in the creative around me in terms of my branding. Um, you know, it is, it's a business at the end of the day. And so for me, I'm learning about every ins and outs. I've had a lot of changes um, over the last year and I've learned so much about myself, but also so much more about how my industry works. Mm. And so like next year for me is actually like honing all those things that I've learned and making the most of them and being a proper businesswoman. Exciting. Yeah, I'm into it. It's the only way forward, isn't it? Now, yeah, of course. I think. You have to be yourself. We're being empowered can. to do so, and so we should we should make the most of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we love to finish <laughs> on uh, a piece of bad advice you've been given in the past, and uh, whether you avoided it or not. So tell us about that. Um, I'd say that my most prominent bad advice memory would be somebody telling me that I would suit a fringe <laughs> because I have curly hair and nobody told me that curly hair fringes don't really work like I haven't seen one that I rate I'm no, sure they exist sorry if it's you out there but yeah no. I'm sure they exist but like I don't know what I was thinking or what I was trying to achieve <laughs> okay. because I'd never seen one that I liked so why I thought I was going to be the person to achieve that I don't know how old were you at that point this is about two years ago. Really? It was a really sad time. Because you have such incredible hair as well. So <laughs> Thank you. I must have been like, those fringes take so long to grow out. Especially curly hair because our hair grows in a corkscrew. It doesn't oh grow straight. So like it, it takes so much longer to grow and nurture mm. and I ruined it. Someone in our office literally today was like, I might go back to having a fringe. I'm like, remember, remember, because you know, you always forget how yeah. hard it is having a fringe. Some people really work it though. That's exactly why I did it. Because yeah. I was like, I want to look like this. <laughs> but I forgot that that person didn't have the same type of hair as me. Yeah. So it wasn't right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Ella. That's great. Thank you. Thank you so much to Ella. I absolutely loved having her on. She was brilliant. Today's podcast was sponsored by Sloggy Zero Feel Bra. Thanks to them for hosting us in the fabulous style studio at John Lewis. You can enjoy total uninhibited comfort for as little as £30 by checking out their Zero Feel Bras at John Lewis and Sloggy.com. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, please do subscribe, rate us, review us. It really helps spread the word. We look forward to seeing you next week for more advice from women worth listening to.